Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well, now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host... Alan J. Cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Junk Refund Show. It's my favorite time of the week, Thursdays at 3. I love how it just rolls off your tongue. Thursdays at 3. Eastern time. I am coming to you live from the Fairfax County dump in Fairfax, Virginia. We call it the I-66 Transfer Station. A wonderful facility here that is right at basically the intersection of Highway 50 and Interstate 66, which will sound familiar to you from you rock and roll fans, I-66. Anyway, I am literally doing this show live as I do a junk removal job today. We are cleaning up some stuff for a guy in Herndon, Virginia. I'm using my pickup truck, and we came out yesterday to do a job for him. And filled up the pickup truck, normally $229. He bought a voucher on Groupon for $99. We've done thousands of those jobs. And if you want to see some fun reviews, go to Groupon.com and look up 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, and you'll see 450-something reviews there with, I think, a 97% five-star rating, something like that. So it's, uh, it's a pretty good track record. We had a lot of fun doing the jobs, and when we got there yesterday, a similar thing happened to what happens quite often, and that is that this nice guy had more stuff than he thought. So we are back today to finish up. He's got three more pickup truck loads, and uh, the, the math works out better if he bought three vouchers from us. They're called a speed pass. They're $125 a piece. You buy them off our website, and then you can combine them together to do your job. You can't do that with a Groupon. You're allowed four per year, which means we use one every three months. That's our um, what? Our, that's our ruling that we do. Groupon gives you four a year you can buy from us, but you can't combine them together on one job because Groupon takes half the money. So we don't really make anything if you try to combine them all together. But if we spread them out, then it's a little bit easier and it gives us a chance to make some extra money in the meantime. So anyway, I am uh, driving right now from the dump back to this guy's house where our goal this afternoon is to do two more loads for him. 
my buddy Warren is back at the house bringing a bunch of stuff up from the basement and putting it in the driveway. So when I get back, we should be able to just throw it right in the truck, put a tarp over it, and then I take off and head back to the dump, which means most of the radio show today is going to come to you while I'm driving 60 miles an hour down the freeway. But, uh, hey, that's fine with me. We'll make it work in, in any situation. One thing we just want to remind you of, during the radio show each week, if you want to purchase a voucher good for a pickup truck of stuff and it's only in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, you can do that for $79. The Groupon price is the lowest that we've made available to the public, which is $99. But for the radio show, if you send us an email during the show, we'll contact you back and send you a link and it'll allow you to buy a pickup truck of junk removal in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area only for $79 instead of $99 or $125, which is what our speed pass price is, or the retail price, $229. So we are having fun. We're hauling a bunch of stuff out of the basement. It's a bunch of boxes. It's a mattress and box spring, a couple other things, and we're going to haul it over here to this facility, at least one more load, and then the final load, We'll probably take back with us to Montgomery County because this facility closes at 5 o'clock. So we're having some fun. Um, we had an interesting thing happen yesterday. We're doing a special for Labor Day. It's on our website, 1-800-JUNKREFUND.COM forward slash Labor Day. And you'll see a special there where we haul up to five box trucks of stuff away. That's like a 12-foot Home Depot box truck kind of thing. Up to five of those, which is about how much how much stuff it takes to clean out a house, for nineteen hundred seventy three dollars instead of what's normally around thirty five hundred dollars. We're doing that for Labor Day. We made fifteen of them available. We've got thirteen left. The second one was purchased yesterday by a nice guy down in Sarasota, Florida. So Monday night, a couple of us are headed down to Florida to clean out a house down there on Tuesday. And we go all over the country doing this because we get requests from all over the country to do it. It is, I don't know what the temperature is where you are. I guess we have a heat wave going across the country and we got a hurricane down the Florida area. We're going to be on the Gulf Coast. So I don't think that hurricane thing is going to bug us. But hey, what do I know? I haven't really looked at the weather too much down there. But right now in the Fairfax, Virginia area, it's 87 degrees. And that's because... That's 10 degrees cooler than it was a couple of hours ago because it looks like we might have some rain coming in from the Shenandoah Mountains, which we're all excited about because it's been so darn hot out here. So that's what we're involved in right now. Um, this guy has got uh, downstairs in his basement, has a beautiful home, just put some really nice red-colored mulch all around the outside of the house. He's getting it ready to sell. And when we came here originally yesterday, he had a pile of stuff in his garage, which would fit, which perfectly fit into the back of the pickup truck. And he purchased a Groupon to haul that away. Now we're coming back to do three more loads this afternoon um, to get, get him all done. And it's just, as you can imagine, it's a bunch of boxes. It's a, a, a box spring and a mattress. I think a queen size, maybe a full size, the bed frame and a bunch of stuff that's downstairs in the basement. So a couple of points to just talk about today, a little bit off the top of my head, just to give you some insights in the junk removal business. One of them is to, to put time on your side. Don't fight against it. What I mean by that is go buy Home Depot or Lowe's or 
some Safeway, someplace, and buy some of those trash bags at Lowe's and Home Depot. They are contractor bags. Um, you get a box of like, I don't know, 24, 28, 50, depending on how much you want to spend. It's about 25 to 30 bucks. Just get some of those bags and on a regular basis, let's say once a week, fill up one of those bags, either with stuff you want to donate, stuff you want to toss, stuff you're just not sure what to do with it. Just fill up a bag. If you do one bag a week, you'll do 52 bags in a year. In fact, you can take two weeks off and just do 50 bags in a year. And that is a major improvement. It takes about 15 of those full to fill up the back of a pickup truck. So it's the equivalent of getting about three to four pickup trucks of stuff hauled out of your house in a year if you just fill up one bag per week. And if you were to call us and say, like this guy, how much is he's, – he's going to spend about $475 to get four pickup trucks of stuff hauled out of his house in 24 hours. You can go buy the bags, and just with the discipline of one bag a week, you can get that much stuff hauled away for only the price of the bags. Now, again, you, you, know, you, can, you fill up a bag, you can probably put that bag out with your trash. Or you can run it to Goodwill to donate it. Or, you know, who knows, you can take it to your local dump. Most of these dumps, at least the ones that we work with out here, especially in Montgomery County, if you're a resident, you can take in 500 pounds of stuff. That's a lot of stuff for free, no charge, if it's less than 500 pounds. And you just go across the scale and whammo, they'll tell you, you know, in and out whether you owe them anything or not. So it's a pretty good deal. Some of these dumps, and I've been to them all over the country, some of them won't let you in, at least a commercial company. We can't get in unless we pay 195 bucks. Others, you go in and you pay just for the weight of the stuff, and it's 8 or $9. So it just depends on where you are. But as a homeowner, you generally get the benefit of the doubt, and they will give you discounted rates uh, to get rid of your stuff. We get asked a lot about what about hazardous waste stuff like paint and gasoline and chemicals and stuff like that. The stuff that you see in your garage that's sitting on shelves, all those cans of, you know, uh, WD-40 or, I don't know, brake fluid or, you know, mosquito repellents or whatever might be on those shelves, all miscellaneous cans and stuff. We just take all of that, throw it in a bag, and toss it away as trash. If we were really, really good at what we did, I guess we would tell people we can't take that because it's hazardous waste stuff and you'll have to take it. But stuff like paint and oil and gasoline, we can't take into a dump, but they usually let the homeowners with proof of local identification or residency, they'll let the homeowners take it in and dispose of it for free. So that's uh, that's just a little tip there. But the junk removal guys, gals, etc., will probably not take that stuff, but everything else should be fair game. We went to the Montgomery County Scrapyard, now called Sims Metal. Sims is out of Australia. They bought one of my buddies, uh, was one of the partners in the local business in Rockville, Maryland. Sims bought that a couple of years ago. We went in there this morning. We got $66, $67, something like that, for dropping off a bunch of scrap metal. And some of that metal came from the first load from this guy's house that we're finishing off now from last night. He did some remodeling. 
and in, in some of the boxes that were in the back of the truck, and I didn't realize this until this morning, he had unused new bronze and some, I guess brass is a better word, um, faucets for bathroom sinks and et cetera that were in there, and it was pretty heavy. I think we had about 30 pounds of brass, and, and we had some yellow brass, and we had some uh, stainless steel, and we had a little bit of wire. When we went in with a pickup truck of, of metal this morning and other stuff, and we just tossed the metal off, he gave us about $6 for the metal. It's $0.08 cents a pound. We got 6 bucks for that. But we got $61 for the brass that came out of the bathroom. It was literally a bucket of that wasn't even full, but it was heavy, a bucket full of brass and bronze from his bathrooms that we picked up last night. So it's the non-metallic stuff that is worth the most at a scrapyard. And um, I enjoy, it's a lot of fun actually, going in there and taking in a bunch of stuff. It gets recycled. So we're kind of helping the planet out that way. Plus they pay us cash. So now I'm headed back to pick up load number two. I'm about a mile and a half away. Um, Back to some pointers about the junk removal business and how to kind of get the junk out of your life. Number one, Put time on your side. Don't fight against it. And again, if you just hauled away one, filled up one contractor bag of junk in a week, you'll get 50 bags of stuff out of your house in a year, which is roughly the equivalent of three and a half to four pickup trucks full of stuff. That's doing some serious damage to what's in your house and cleaning it out. And you'd be surprised how the next week is suddenly going to be there. That's the magic of kind of managing your time a little bit. Uh, Second, beware of the word might. I've talked about this in previous shows, but one of the reasons people hold on to stuff is that old phrase that says, we might need this. Might is the past tense of the word may, and may is the root word of the word maybe, which means possibly not. Possibly so, possibly not, right? When people say maybe, they tend to say, be saying no thanks, but they don't want to kind of cut things off and be abrupt. So they're trying to be nice. You know, maybe I'll get over to, to see you next week, or, you know, maybe I'll go out with you sometime, or, you know, maybe I'll bring you some, some food next Sunday after church, or I don't know, whatever it is. That word maybe or might is a tip-off that you're probably not going to use it. So if you catch yourself saying, you know, we might need that someday, you know, someday's never going to come. I mean, it really isn't. And some of the, some of kind of the older generation, the folks that grew up, you know, and, and had parents that came from some of the tougher times, you know, earlier in, in the 20th century, et cetera, kind of, are, kind of had this attitude of don't throw it away, you might need it. And then what happens is, they tend to pass away. Their kids call us because they need to sell the house. And they have us pull all the stuff out of the rafters down in the basement. You know that wood that people said, you know, and guys, this is a particular guy thing. Guys will look at a piece of wood left over from some project, and they'll say to themselves, that's good wood. It's not a question of whether it's good or not. The question is, what's it good for? And if you can't answer that question, if you don't have a project that that's, that's good for, you're holding on to a piece of wood, be it good or bad, for no purpose. And it's just clogging up the rafters in your home. We pull wood out of rafters all the time. 
that well-intentioned people, and I'm just going to stick my neck out and say there were probably men who said to themselves, I'm going to keep that wood because that's good wood. And in their subconscious, they say to themselves, I might, I might, there's that word again, I might use that someday for a project. Well, I have news for you. I'm a little bit of a do-it-yourself kind of guy myself. When I sold our last home, I remodeled two and a half of the bathrooms, tiled the floors, replaced the sinks, you know, redid the landscaping, redid the deck on the outside. I mean, I know a little bit about doing stuff like that, but saying that you might use it is, is a dead giveaway that is probably not going to happen. And even if it did, even if it came time where you needed some wood for a project, you're going to forget about the wood that's in the rafters upstairs, and you're going to run over to Home Depot because your pride's not going to let you do anything except with a brand-new piece of wood, which you're going to buy for 2 or $3. And you're going to forget that you have other wood sitting upstairs in the rafters that you told yourself at one point was, quote, good wood, unquote. Remember, it's not a question of if it's good. The question is, what's it good for? And if you can't answer that question, then you're holding on to a piece of stuff that really has no purpose. And if it has no purpose, then it's just going to sit there in your possession for a very long time and not get used. And there you go. You've got a, you've got a problem. So be aware of that and don't... Um, don't hold on to something just because it's good. you got to remind yourself, what's it good for? And if you don't have an answer to that question, then it's good for nothing, folks. And so let the thing go. Um, I am back at the house. I'm going to keep talking here for another minute or two while we load up this truck. Uh, Warren's got another load all ready to go. And we'll take a break here in just a couple of minutes. But I'm just going to stay on the phone with you just for fun while we load this baby up. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do the metal last. Here, stay with me right now. I'm on the radio show right now, so help me load this up, okay? I'll get, yeah, this is good. So we're doing a mattress. It's a queen-size mattress. Let's just slant it up here on the side like so. Good. Now go in underneath it with these bags. Yeah, you throw that. throw that on top of that. That's fine. Yeah, we'll get the board, too. So we've got a queen-size bed. we got the mattress that goes uh, goes with it. We're loading it up right now. I'm literally tying a bag in this guy's driveway. And like I told you before, you're getting, you're getting junk removal 101 live today as we load this up. And I'm only going to be here for about two minutes because Warren got it all ready to go. And then I'm backing off to the dump again. This guy's garage looks fabulous because we cleaned it out yesterday, which is a great thing. He lives in a nice neighborhood, and we're just glad it's a little bit overcast because we can use a little bit of uh, relief from the heat right now. So we're going to save the metal for last. That's a great idea. And then I'll take this load down. How much more has he got down there? Well, he probably got a few more loads. Does he? Yeah, about a box. Okay. I'm going to say box. We might can work with it because that's a big gigantic box. I'm putting stuff in. Okay. So, like to put four or five so all you want to bring out is I'm one bringing, more load. Yeah. 
We don't have time for two. I'm going to take this load. Well, but he probably he might want to keep that clean. Just bring out one load, one pickup truck load, and put it right there. Ten boxes like that. Then just give it your best shot. Okay. All right, man. Um, leave it. Leave that for now. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Just keep bringing it up. That's great. All right, folks. We're going to take a break here. I'm going to put a tarp on this truck, and we'll be back to you in one minute. You're listening to the Junk Refund Show on BBS Radio. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Welcome back, folks, to the Junk Refund Show on bbsradio.com. You are getting this is your host, Alan Cook. From Bethesda, Maryland, you're getting me live from Fairfax, Virginia. And actually, as we speak, it is Herndon, Virginia, where I am putting onto the pickup truck a nice brown tarp so I can cruise down the road at 60 miles an hour and go empty this in the dump. We're finishing up a job that we started yesterday. My buddy Warren is here doing all the grunt work, bringing it up out of the basement, putting it in the driveway. And I have the easy job of talking on the radio and then just driving the truck back and forth to the dump. So we were talking about just some basic tips for getting the junk kind of out of your home and out of your life. One of the tips was put time on your side. Don't fight against it. So take the time to do a little bit each week or each month, and you'll be surprised how fast the time flies by, and it's time to do another bag of junk removal or donation to Goodwill or whatever it is you're going to do. Before you know it, it'll be time to do another one, and in a year's worth of time, you will have made a serious dent in the junk that's in your home. And... uh, We're also talking about the word might. Be careful about the word might because people tend to not get rid of stuff because they, quote, might use it. And might means you're probably not going to use it. It's the past tense of the word may, which is the root word of the word maybe. And maybe means, nope, you're probably not going to use it. So just keep those things in mind. Um, Third eye concept I was talking about a little bit about this just before I got here. People hang on to stuff because they think it's good for something. I mean, because it's good. And so they won't get rid of wood or they won't get rid of whatever they want to hang on to because it's a good, you know, it's a good piece of wood or it's a, 
it's a good you know sofa sitting out in the garage or it's a good whatever but they won't get rid of it because the argument is it's a good piece and i'm suggesting to you that the issue is it's got to be good for something not just good for example there are lots of good typewriters lying around town but just because they're good typewriters doesn't mean anybody's using them or wants to use them so it has to be good for something Otherwise, you're kind of kidding yourself, and you're holding on to something that you really don't need to hold on to. Um, we uh, another another idea, kind of a concept. There are so many donation places around: Purple Heart, Goodwill, Salvation Army, Veterans Donation Places, you know, etc. There are lots of people out there that would love to get their hands on something that's in good shape. And in this area, the Montgomery County, Fairfax, Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, you know, recycling stuff, doing stuff that's good for the, the, the group, the community, whatever, is, uh, is always pretty popular. So we tend to be pretty green out here, I think, as a general rule. Yeah. Don't be, a, uh, don't be hesitant to uh, – there we go, turn that down. Don't be hesitant to – get some stuff out and just donate it. And we, uh, we did some work yesterday for a wonderful, a wonderful guy in the Washington, D.C. area um, who has an apartment that uh, he had to leave uh, back during COVID. And so there's some stuff still sitting in there. And in one of the drawers of his dresser, he opened it up yesterday. I don't think he's really looked in that drawer for about three or four years. But he opened it up and there are some ties some neckties in there still in the cellophane wrapping and his comment was oh those are good ties but you also have to just keep in mind all the dust that's accumulated in that apartment and just because it looks like it's in good shape doesn't mean it really has a use for somebody unless you decide to go donate it and the problem with donating that particular uh, bit of of, uh, clothing is simply where it's been and the kind of condition that it's in. It is not in the best condition. So remember that when you want to try to take something to a donation place, their their interest is to turn around and sell it. That's how they make money. So if they look at it and feel like, no, I'm not going to, that's not going to sell, there's a really good chance they're not going to take it. A couple of bits about the donation places. Uh, we use a lot of them, and they are terrific. A shout-out to a company called A Wider Circle I don't think it's a national brand. I think it's in the Silver Spring, Maryland area. One of the few places that we can go where we can dispose of mattresses, as long as they're clean, not stained, etc., you can donate mattresses to these folks. Most places won't take them as donations. There was a time where it was illegal to sell them in Montgomery County, Maryland, because of the bed bug fear and issue. Um, But there are places that will take them as donations. Most places won't. As long as this stuff is in good shape, you should be okay being able to donate it. And they'll get you a donation receipt. Most of these places you get to value what it's worth yourself. And then check with your tax folks about the deductions and what's the latest rules and et cetera, stuff like that. But there are some really good donation places, and they are, by and large, pretty generous with what they take. Um, if you have, If you live in a... Uh, apartment or home and you have pets, 
especially if you have cats, donating stuff is going to be tricky because as a general rule, these donation places don't want stuff that came from a home that had pets. They don't know if the pet has peed on the couch, for example. They look at the furniture and they see the scratch marks of the cats or the dogs that have bitten on, chewed on the legs or whatever. That is, that works against you. So if you have pets and you've got a piece of furniture you want to donate, double check it before you take the time to take it over to the place or before you call somebody like us, donate it for you. And make sure that thing is as clean as possible. If you can see any evidence that pets have been on it or around it, that is a strike against you. And there's a good chance the donation places are not going to accept it as a donation. Some of these places, you can take photos of your stuff, send it to them, and then they'll respond back and say, yeah, we'll take it. Others, they won't. Um, another way to get rid of some stuff, a good, just a good way to kind of declutter your life a little bit, there are thrift stores all around the country that, and consignment stores that will have various rules about taking stuff on consignment and putting it up for sale. That is a good alternative. We have done this in different cities around the country where we have found stuff that really shouldn't be thrown away, it shouldn't be donated. We think it's of the, the class that somebody might buy it. And with our business, if anybody buys any of the stuff that we sell, the junk removal client gets some of that money back. So we have a vested interest, and we get the rest of it. So we have a vested interest in trying to find a home for some of this stuff as opposed to just getting it off the truck and getting rid of it. We think that's a better alternative. I like to refer to it as next-generation junk removal because we're donating stuff, we're recycling stuff, we're junking stuff, but that fourth thing we do is what sets us apart. We put the good stuff up for sale, and if it sells, you get some money back. So we've done that for years. We have all kinds of stories about success that we've had doing that, and we're now starting to put that on bus shelters uh, hence my guest last week that uh, talked about the, the, the business of advertising when you're using bus shelters. That was a fun show last week. Check it out on the podcast and uh, take a listen because there's some really good advertising points that were on there. A um, couple of things I'll just mention to you, uh, just from experience and from what we've seen, we were in uh, – Somewhere in the Midwest, I'm going to say, I think it was in the Chicago area, doing a, a clean out, and we, we had a need to donate some stuff, and I couldn't, I wasn't really sure where to go, and I looked up a couple of places. There was a thrift store, husband and wife, that ran this thrift store, and really nice people, and we had some furniture to get rid of, and some of the normal donation places weren't, just wouldn't take it. And so I, I made one last effort, called the thrift store to see if they wanted it. They said, well, bring it on over. So I went over late in the afternoon on one day, took it to them. And here's this wonderful couple that runs this thrift store. The gentleman had had a stroke and could not use his right arm. Um, and so he is there just basically assisting his wife, and his wife is running the store. And these folks were really nice, and they, they took just about everything that we had and are putting it up for sale there and are handling that whole side of things for us. It's a great thing when you're on the road, getting rid of your stuff and getting the truck empty is critical because that allows you to keep going, and you don't have all the local contacts that you have from your home base, like we have here in the Rockville, Bethesda, Maryland area. So just having a, 
I, I always I always just call it faith. Just having a little bit of faith and giving something a try is really all you can do sometimes. But if you'll take that step, generally good things will happen, as happened with this thrift store, and as happened. And I think I mentioned this in a prior show, but it deserves another mention. It. I was in Chicago a few weeks ago doing a job in Arlington Heights, Chicago, and I ended up with a pickup truck full of stuff that had to get emptied like on a Thursday afternoon so I could catch the Friday morning flight to get back to Washington, D.C. I was told at the local dump, which was a very efficient and effective dump, that if you're there by 4 o'clock, we'll let you in and you can empty the truck. Well, I showed up at 3.58, and the gentleman came out and said, I'm sorry, we're closed. And I said, I thought you were open until 4. He said, well, there's a little bit of a line in front of you, and we we like to get it wrapped up by 4. I'm sorry, but we're not going to be able to help you. So I thought of, well, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have churches all over the country. And I thought, and I know that in those church parking lots, they have dumpsters. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll look up the church, call up somebody, tell them that I'm a member. Maybe they'll do me a favor and let me use the dumpster and throw some stuff in there. So I Googled the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the first thing that came up was the Chicago Temple of our church, which is not like a regular church building. It's, it's even more sacred. It's a spectacular building. by, And it might even be in Arlington Heights. It's close to Arlington Heights uh, in the Chicago area. But I called them, asked for the facilities manager. He got on the phone. I told him my situation, and said, you know, and I had driven over there, actually, to just kind of see what they had. Well, he had a dumpster there, and I explained the situation. He goes, sure, come on over. We'll help you out. I went over there, a wonderful guy named Matt. I went over there. I unloaded the pickup truck, furniture and other stuff, put it in the dumpster uh, on the, on the, the sacred grounds of this temple complex, emptied the truck, shook his hand vigorously, and took off. No charge, of course. So shout out to the wonderful folks at the Chicago Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because that guy, Matt, bailed me out, and I was able to go back, uh, empty the, or, I mean, take the truck back, sweep it out, turn it back in. All was well. Got on the plane the next morning, and I'm gone. A quick shout out to, again, I'm driving back to the, the county dump here in Fairfax County, Virginia, with load number two to go over there today. We'll go back and pick up a third load, and then we'll have this last job for today done. Shout out to the good folks at Enterprise Rental Car, or in this case, Rent-A-Truck. We have started using those guys recently. They have been fabulous. The rates are fabulous. We can rent a 15-foot, 16-foot box truck to do a house clean-out, and it's only about 90 bucks a day. And we get 150 miles with it. And if we go over that, I think we only pay 20 cents a mile. I have rented trucks for, you know, 30 or 40 dollars a day and a dollar a mile. And by the time you do that, my gosh, the mileage adds up really quickly. The folks at Enterprise have been terrific. They have great trucks, basically brand new looking trucks, and they work fabulously. And they have a lift gate on the back. That's helpful if you're doing some heavy lifting. Just let the truck lift it up, and you don't have to. So I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, Another couple of thoughts about how to just declutter. And, you know, you can take 
as a family, you can take a, a project and just say, you know, sit down together as a family some night or around the dinner table and say, okay, we want to try to get some of the stuff out of the house. Pass out to each of the kids and to every adult one, you know, trash bag, one garbage, regular-sized garbage bag, and say, okay, you got 10 minutes to go back to your room and fill this up with stuff that you're not using. Good stuff, bad stuff, junk, it doesn't matter. Just fill it up, and then we all get together back at the dinner table in 10 minutes for dessert. In order to get dessert, you have to have the bag filled up. Okay, go. And everybody goes. And see, now it's now, now you're turning chores into something fun, and I'm a parent of four kids, and all are grown and have graduated from college. So you, you, you know, try to make it fun and enjoyable and take the work out of it. You get the work done, but it doesn't feel like work because you're having so much fun doing it and kind of turn it into a game. Basic, simple thing that helps get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Um, I, I was in a house yesterday, and I, I go in people's homes, apartments, condos, whatever, all the time. I've done it for 20 years. And so I see all kinds of stuff. And I am sometimes just kind of aghast. I don't say anything, but I'm just aghast. When you walk in some of these homes, there is so much stuff everywhere that you don't really understand how kind of how they're comfortable in the house. I guess it's just their thing, right? That's just what they do. Here's a quick example. If you look at your fireplace mantle, for example, if you have a fireplace or wherever that, wherever that display shelf is that you have photos, look at that shelf and just ask yourself how many photos are on that shelf. If the answer is more than about five, you've kind of overdone it. And in most homes, like this one I was in the other day, I'll bet there were 25 on the shelf. And the problem with that goes back to the advertising concept we were talking with Eric about last week. Your eyes don't know what to focus on because there are so many options. You know, if you, if you just minimalize it, keep it down to maybe three to five photos, those are the ones you want people to see. But I was in a house the other day, and every place you look, Every shelf not only had books vertically stacked on the shelf, but there were books horizontally stacked on top of the vertical books, and it was just jammed with books. And you're just not going to go grab one of those books off the shelf. You're not. You're holding on to it because you don't want to get rid of it, or you told yourself, someday I'll read it. Well, someday's probably never going to come. I mean, the day will come, but you reading the book won't come. So if you just look at a, at a shelf that's supposed to have some photos on it and that, and that shelf has got 25 pictures on there jammed into the shelf, you can't even see the photos because there's another one in front of it and behind it, which defeats the purpose of putting a photo there. And you just need to look at it and go, okay, we're going to whittle it down to these five, right? Same with a wall. You look at photos that are up on a wall. It can have 30 of them on a wall, and your eyes are kind of going, well, let's see, which one do they really want me to look at? Just simplify it. Keep it simple so your eyes can enjoy what's up there. If you display too much stuff, it becomes confusing to your eyes, and that works in a home just like it works on signs when you're driving down the street. You can't really read what's there because there's too much stuff on the sign. You know, keep it simple 
and just focus on the main message that you want to send to people, and they'll get that message. Clutter it up, and they won't get the message because you're trying to do too much stuff. And that is a common mistake in the advertising world. It's a common mistake in the display world inside of our homes because, you know, we have pictures of all the grandkids, and we've got them all on the mantle, and we, we love each grandkid, so we don't want to take any down, and there's 35 pictures on the mantle, and you can't really see any of the grandkids anyway because there's a picture covering up each kid. I think you get the idea. So a couple of tips here just about how to get the junk out of your life and some of the, some of the main things to remember. We're going to take a break for about a minute. I'm about to pull into the Fairfax County dump one more time, empty another truck, and I'll be back to you in about a minute. This is Alan Cook with the Junk Refund Show on BBS Radio. Stick with us. We'll be back for the last part of the show. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff, especially the good stuff? At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. So this is Alan Cook with the Junk Refund Show. We're live coming to you from the Fairfax County dump. There is probably a rule that says, you know, don't broadcast radio shows from our dump, but nobody broadcasts a radio show, especially about junk removal, from a dump anywhere in the country but us. So uh, that rule's not exactly posted. They do say stay off your cell phones, um, which I have my earplugs in, and uh, my friends here in the, at the scale, which I'm about to go across, should work with me once again and let me chat. But there is a rule that says stay off your cell phones. So I may not talk quite as much here in a minute or two as I go up to the window, but we'll play it by ear, literally, and we'll see what happens. Um, electronics is a topic to talk about. A lot of people are, will hold on to vintage electronics. Some of those can sell for a decent amount of money. If you're not sure if it's worth something, download the eBay app, put in the, the brand name and the model number of your electronic appliance or stereo or receiver, whatever it is, and just put in the name and the brand name and the model number, and eBay will tell you very quickly if that if that same model number recently sold, um, you don't want to look for the price that someone is asking for it. You want to look for the completed items to see if something actually sold. That tells you. Um, How are you, boss? Yes, yes. Twenty two eighty one ch. You got it. Um, there you go, folks. There's the tag number for my pickup truck if you want to use it for whatever reason. Um, anyway, the I forgot what I was talking about before I, before I asked you that question. But uh, whatever it was, um, I'll let you finish the story yourself, <laughs> I guess. The best way to say it. I forgot what I was saying. 
But anyway, I'm about to go across here. This is going to cost maybe 25 bucks. Thanks, boss. Thank you. This cost me, for a pickup truck of stuff, $29 to unload it here at the dump. These folks do a wonderful job, and I'm now going to drive over to this area where they have a bunch of dumpsters behind the rail, and I will just throw this stuff out of the back, over the rail, into the dumpster, and whammo, there we are. Um, they do a great job here. I've come here for years, and it is not very busy today, which is nice, and I'm really enjoying the overcast skies that we've got because it's been 100 degrees the last couple of days in Washington, D.C., and when you're driving around on a truck and then doing some work outside in that kind of weather, it is all about where can I get my next cold water to drink, etc. So, um, good, man. How are you? Just trash. Just trash. Yep, no metal. All right, thank you. Um, folks are really nice, and they do a great job, and they got to be a little hot, too, being outside here directing people like me all day coming in and out of this place but um all right the guys next to me just dropped off a cast iron tub that is in my way but that's all right we'll work around it i think there's like some kind of air conditioning unit or something in the back here that i'll have to deal with so we'll keep my fingers crossed keep the phone in my hands and uh get this done real quick so it is a it is a good uh, a good thing i see people coming here all the time over the years you'd be surprised what people come to these dumps people will come here in bmw convertibles with you know a dresser in the back of the convertible or they'll come here in vintage cars or old trucks that uh, you're kind of wondering how's that thing still on the road or Lots of rental trucks, of course, that go to these dumps. But I'm always amazed at the creativity that people use to get rid of their stuff. And it's a kind of a testimony to the ingenuity, the, the American ingenuity, I guess I'll call it, that you just kind of use what you've got. You know how you go down, go down the street, you see some guy with a van, and on top of the van he's got two mattresses, right? And you're going, I hope to death those babies don't fly off while he's going down the freeway. But they don't. And he, he gets done what he needs to get done. And that's just the way it works. So I, I am constantly amazed, though, at uh, what people do, the ingenuity that they use to get their work done and what they use to go to the dump The main thing is, get it to the dump and get rid of it, who cares how you got there, right? So more power to you. But it's really kind of kind of fun. We went, we went to the dump one time up in Baltimore after cleaning out a home. We had cleaned out a closet, a bunch of clothes in that closet. And as we, it, was, it was raining. And as we tilted the bed of the truck back to dump all this stuff, um, $20 bills came out and, and were stuck in the rain on the bottom of the truck. Um, we had we counted them up, obviously. We had $500 in $20 bills 
that have kind of come out of the clothes and other things as we're cleaning out this closet. And that's what makes the junk removal business really fun, are those wonderful surprises. I think I talked in a show in the past about finding in one house $1,800 in closets and bookshelves and et cetera, where people from, I guess, a prior generation just had the idea that you, you know, you never know when bad times are going to come. So you hold on to some money and you stick it in all these places like under the mattress or in the shoes in your closet or whatever. Speaking of mattress, I'm, I'm using my left hand right now to unload a queen-size mattress and box spring out of the back of the pickup truck while I hold the phone in my right hand. There we go. And I push all this crap into a dumpster. So just to show you that you can do a radio show from anywhere, as long as you have a, a phone connection, it'll work. And with that, boom, last bag, this truck is now empty. And I'm doing a radio show at the same time. Boom. Done. Back in the cab. Back to the house. Pick up load number three. And all is well. So there you go. That's how you unload a truck live on a radio show. So headed back. Let's see. Some more thoughts. Um, just the sometimes a great idea, invite a friend over, a, a confidant, somebody, you know, a sibling, somebody that you really trust, and just have them come into your house or your apartment and say, hey, question for you. How does this look on like a scale of one to ten as far as, you know, clutter-free? How am I doing? Or is there anything here? And they'll say, oh, it's a seven, you know. Well, what, what would I have to get rid of to make it a 10? You really want to know? Yeah. Okay, get rid of that stuffed chair over there, that, you know, blah, 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 and that blah, blah, blah. Getting a fresh pair of eyes into your house, into your bedroom, into your basement, into your garage, to just look at what you have and have them give you their perspective is a really good idea because your eyes are accustomed to what's in there and you're not going to see what they're going to see. A fresh pair of eyes will come in and just tell you what they see and take them into your kitchen, take them into the basement, take them into the you know, attic, take them into the garage, whatever, and just say, hey, give me five things just off the top of your head, five of the main things that first stood out to you that you probably think I don't really need in here. Boom, 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 boom. And, and then get rid of those five things. Trust them. Just trust them. Get a new fresh set of eyes in there to look at your stuff and have them help you declutter is also a great way to do something um, and get more, a little more clutter-free. Um, one of the things that we do as a business is we, people ask us all the time, do I have to bag something up and pack it up and box it up and blah, blah, blah. The answer is no. You just have to point to it or tell us what you want gone, and we will take care of the packaging it up and doing everything that is supposed to happen, you won't have to worry about that. That is a big time saver for people and hopefully gives them an additional reason to hire us because they don't have to mess around with all that kind of stuff. Um, just a, 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 
a, a good idea, I think, in our business, which, and I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're in business of any kind, try to make it as easy as possible for your customers, and the odds are you'll get hired. That's what's happening to us. Another, another trick just in, in life in general, people, people tend to do something when they have a reason to do it and they have some kind of a deadline or an impulse to do it now. In business, if you can give people a reason to do something now, you're one step ahead of the game. We created uh, in July, a 4th of July special to get a house cleaned out for basically half price. I made six of them available. All six of them sold. Uh, they sold in uh, our home state of Maryland plus five other states, mostly in the Midwest. And we went and did those jobs and uh, four other states, I guess. Went and did those jobs. Those are all done. Now we're doing a Labor Day special. There's a limited number available. That's key because people need to know there's only so many of these. We've made 15 of them available in honor of me when I was 15 years old and I became a member of the labor force. I went to work at a restaurant called Mr. Steak and I was a dishwasher and that was in 1973. So I did the same deal, the same five truckloads of stuff all the way, which is normally about 3,500 bucks and is usually enough truckloads to clean out a house. That's regular, a regular amount of stuff in a house. I made it a 15 of them available for $1,973. Two of them have sold so far. We've got 13 left. We're going to just keep doing this special and make it available until they're all gone. We advertise it on the Internet through MailChimp, doing an email to maybe 800 clients and prospects and stuff. I'm sending out uh, – I had some uh, shout-out to the folks at Vistaprint. I had some postcards made up. I'm going in and creating a list of mailing addresses for realtors in the area, some of the top realtors in the area, and I'm sending them. I, I do about 30 a night where I log them into a database, into a spreadsheet, then print out the mailing label, take the labels to the post office, and we basically invite another 30 realtors every day to come to the party and have us help them out with their stuff, with their clients and whatever. Plus, that database is growing, and it's growing quickly, um, and we'll use that same database for a, a Halloween special that we'll do. I like to do holiday-type specials, but we customize them for the next holiday that's coming up. And ideally, about once a month, there's a postcard mailing that goes out to thousands of realtors in the area that has a special deal available for them and for their clients. You get that thousands of people on the list. We're not there yet, but we're rapidly approaching that. You get it by doing a certain number each day. Again, it goes back to that point about putting time on your side. Create a spreadsheet of, in my business, 30 realtors a day, and in 10 days you'll have a list of 300 realtors, right? Do it for 30 days, and you'll have 900 realtors. Most junk removal guys don't have a database of hundreds of realtors, but you can build it just by doing a little bit each day, and it's a big plus mentally and emotionally when you get that done each day. It's like an endorphin goes off, and you kind of pat yourself on the back for getting another you know, good thing done for your business. Um, so we're having some fun with that, and we're having some fun with bus shelter advertising, we're having some fun with Internet advertising. Uh, advertising on Facebook Marketplace has been a great thing for us. We get calls every day from around the country, people asking us 
you know, a lot of people think we buy their stuff because they see the word refund in our name and in our ads, and they don't realize a refund is money you get back after you first pay for something. It's not a refund if somebody shows them and says, hey, can I buy your couch? That's called a cash sale, but it's not a refund. Uh, a refund is money you get back after you first pay for something. So in our ads, we're always trying to tell people we don't buy your stuff. It's a refund. If we sell some of your stuff, then you'll get some money back. So we are headed, today is, what, Thursday. We are headed Tuesday. Tuesday we'll be in Sarasota, Florida, doing a house clean-out for some people that saw our ads and bought the second Labor Day special. Um, the first one was purchased in Maryland, and we did that job last week. And these people are saving literally 43% on the cost of getting a house cleaned out. That's a deal that's available around the country. If you hear about it on this show, go to 1-800-JUNKREFUND.COM forward slash Labor Day and check out all the details, and we will come to you. We'll haul away up to five box trucks full of stuff, donate stuff, get your receipts, junk the junk, recycle stuff like metal and wire, put the good stuff up for sale. If it sells, you get a percentage of the sale. You can actually make money on some of your stuff without having to do any of the work. That's kind of the magic of what we do, and we refer to ourselves as next-generation junk removal because we learned early on that not all junk is junk. Um, kind of a final closing thought. I, when I go out and do Groupon jobs, these are small jobs, basically a pickup truck of stuff. You don't really need two guys to throw some bags into a pickup truck or a couple of mattresses or whatever. It just doesn't take that long to fill up a pickup truck. But we get a lot of these jobs from Groupon, who does all the advertising for free, and then they take a percentage of the sale when someone buys the Groupon. Um, I have gone out and done a lot of those myself because if you don't end up making a lot of money on those initial jobs. You hopefully will make some money if they have more than what the Groupon allows them to get. But I am constantly being asked when I show up at the door or, or they'll make a comment that people will say, you're not here by yourself, are you? And I say, well, yeah, me and a dolly and a hand truck and a couple of things, but, oh, well, you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. Well, let me just see what you have. And they show me what they have. In the 20 years I've done this, I have yet to do a job where someone said that to me and I was not able to get it out by myself. I was not able to complete the job. It's always worked. I have loaded riding lawnmowers into the back of pickup trucks before by myself. I've hauled away, you know, 40-inch televisions. I've even done some 55-inch televisions by myself. Um, I've hauled away numerous sleeper sofas, couches, uh, refrigerators, freezers, whatever, by myself. The trick is... You know, can you take it apart in some way and make it lighter? And can you use the, the, the bed of the pickup truck to hold half of it while you hold the other half? And I've gotten pretty good at that. But anyway, if you want some tips on, on some of that, go to our YouTube channel. And I would, I would close with this thought. Go to our YouTube channel and watch the videos that we make. When we go out of town and we do these jobs, we make a video of it and put it up on our YouTube channel, 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. And you'll see and can watch what we do, and you'll see some tips in there 
about how to handle and haul away big items. So it's been great being with you. Thanks for uh, joining me today while I'm doing this job in Fairfax County, Virginia. I'm about two and a half miles away from being back at this place. We load up the truck one more time, and we are done with this job. And then it is off to do uh, a job on Tuesday down in Sarasota, Florida, which I'm excited to go to. We'll see you next week, 3 o'clock on Thursday on bbsradio.com for the Junk Refund Show. It's been great having you join us. Hopefully these ideas are helpful. And remember, we're not only trying to help you get the junk out of your homes and your garages, we're also trying to help you get it out of your life. Have a great week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show, the longest-running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, and your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows... We will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships, your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk. See you next week on the Junk Refund Show every Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on BBS Radio TV.